0: companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orient Express, where a clock has gone mad in Venice. Uh, so we need to get to introductions because we have an awful lot of things to cover, including, hopefully little leg action for all of you. So,
1: to my right. Hello, this is Mike, and I play James Robert Bracer, who um, has got just had a little surprise in the clock.
0: Just a slight one, yes. And to his right.
2: Hi, I'm Rena. I play Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy, and I'm getting some much-needed cardio.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since you've, uh, we'll say, stretched your leg. Or maybe both of them. And uh, the clock tower is no better place to do it, especially when you're running from God knows what down below. At the end of the table.
3: Hi, this is Giles, and I'm playing Simon Griffith, and I'm holding my breath in anticipation as well as myself above the
0: floor. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good idea. To Mr. Griffiths, right?
4: Hi, this is Miranda, and I play the ever knowing, all seeing Maggie Bellinger. And uh, less about Maggie and more about Miranda. My dad actually collects and repairs antique clocks, so I've been around a clock or two in my life.
0: Fantastic. It's a nice little tidbit for you, the listener. I was unaware of that as well. And last but most certainly not least. I'm Martin and I'm playing Richard
5: Courtney. Yeah, Richard hasn't got much to say about clocks, unfortunately. This is not, uh,
0: not doing clocks any favor in his mind. Mm, now, clearly you're not keen on falling through clock towers, it seems. But that's okay. Uh, so we bring you back to the top of a clock tower in Venice where several of our investigators are, are well at least one of them has extricated themselves or with the assistance of another from a potentially very deadly hole. Another one still lays deep within that hole. And at the worst possible moment, the doors have clung open to uh, the balcony where these automatons would walk and in steps a very dangerous man. And so, these automatons around you all animate. One by one in quick rapid succession, they all seem to shiver and in almost this sort of marionette fashion come to life. And they are seemingly aimed at dealing with the presences which were within their tower. Each one of them armed in their own special way. Although, thanks to the swift work and sharp eye of one, Margaret Bellinger, the soldier in question is a little, we'll say, lagging behind. He's hopping around, it seems. But that says nothing of death or the angel or these automatons armed with clubs and other various implements. And so the investigators are near the center portion of what's going on here, save for Maggie, who's pulled the leg off at this point. And I suppose as you continue your way up, nearing the top now, Lady Elizabeth, you're beginning to hear a ferocious racket. And from down below the the tower of mechanical portions itself, you can see the gears are beginning to spin wildly, far faster than you've ever seen the clocks at Maplebrook spin. Something drastic is happening up there.
2: Do I hear anything coming from down below that would indicate that the intruders downstairs have heard any of the noise up here?
0: No, okay. not yet. Although with that kind of racket, there's no way it's going to stay quiet long.
2: True. I guess I will just keep going. Oh dear, oh dear.
0: You keep moving your way up. So, I would like, Mr. Griffith, before we delve too much into the more mechanical portions of the event today, I would like you to make me a strength roll and attempt to pull yourself out of this hole. Can I assist him
1: uh, at all? Well,
0: you've gotten a hold of uh, the professor. Yes. Right. Okay, so if I'm, if I'm busy dealing with the professor... Yeah, you're fine. probably recovering him a little bit okay. still.
3: Until the professor is far enough away that if I pull myself out, the professor's weight is not going to be a hindrance.
0: Normally, I would totally 100% accept that. Except that you are now being beset upon by automatons, seven of them at least, which are moving around the space. Your concern is the weight of the automatons, if you stay where you're at, could be deadly to you.
3: Fair enough. 65 under 80
0: you slowly but surely are able to reach out and make use of Richard's leg as an anchor point and you use it just just enough to pull yourself, give yourself enough leverage to get a leg up and back out of the hole and then after that it's simple uh, pulling the rest of your body weight up and kind of rolling to one side And so you are both out of the hole. Yes, congratulations, you've made it out. Maggie, during this time of fraught chaos that's going on behind you, which you're terribly not paying too much attention to because you've got what you've come for, a voice arrives in your right ear and it says, Wonderful. How wonderful that you've finally acquired it.
4: It's wonderful, isn't it?
0: Shall we be off?
4: Oh, yes, of course.
0: As these uh, automatons move more towards the center of the space, you see behind them this gentleman who you've caught glimpses of before. And his uh, very well-dressed French Revolutionary era gentleman reaches out his hand to you as if to coax you from the space. It'll be a slight walk for you to get there, but um, it's clear that that the time has come for the two of you to complete whatever it is he knows of the rest of the pieces. He must know where these are at.
4: Mm -hmm. And he's never caused me any harm before. I have no reason not to trust him.
0: No.
4: I will uh, walk towards him and uh, place my hand in his.
0: Okay. You walk forward, and as you do so... You get a pinching pain in your left knee that drives you to the ground, still holding the leg in your hand, and you feel this painful nerve flame that goes from the side of your hip all the way to the front, down your thigh till it hits your knee, and it is excruciating.
4: Oh, Oh, I seem to be experiencing some difficulty with this. Risen I'm trapped in
0: The human form is such a bother Really is The three of you hear this voice On the wind here in the The clock tower And I'm gonna give Lady Elizabeth A hard listen roll As she Gets close to breaching this final level
2: Just a regular success 57 under 60
0: Okay so you don't hear it You who have heard his voice before
5: um, Richard's gonna yell out and say, "Maggie, Maggie, what, what what on earth are you doing? Get away from him!"
0: You see the darkness reaching for her, Richard. It's extended an almost series of black tendrils out towards your investigator companion, your your friend, someone who at one point cared for you.
4: You
5: you don't know what you're doing. It's it it, it it's lethal. It's it's it's.
1: Get away. She seems to be on one knee. Professor, can you, can you s- s- see them well enough to grab Miss Bellinger? Um, I, I can try. I, I'm mainly worried about a, a, a
5: big black hole. It's like a, some sort of entirely lacking of any existence. It's, it's horrifying. Well, we can't let her fall into it. Quite.
0: Tiny, very subtle purple lights begin to ring these automatons. And it brings this unearthly glow to the clock tower. It sheds enough light on all eight figures to illuminate the inner portions of it and bathe everything in this ochre colored existence. And you can see him now, all of you. You can see him in the corner by the the little tiny windows that lead out towards the balcony. You can see his form. And there is nothing there except a jaundiced, horrifying mask as his pale green and yellow eyes stare back at all of you. And I'll have sanity rolls from all of you. Except you, Miss Bellinger, no need.
4: Yeah, that's... I'm a picture of sanity right now. Do I see this?
0: You do not see this, Lady Elizabeth, because you have not yet breached the final stair. Which is coming for you? Zero four. Very good. Forty-seven under fifty. Thirty-three under forty-one. For those of you who made your sanity rolls, it's a single point of sanity that I take from you in this regard. The Comte, if this is who that is, which it seems to be anyway from all of your previous encounters... You are certain of it, Mr. Fraser, as this was the face, just the the slightest face that you think you saw from Charrington before it propelled you across the room. He is not the picture-perfect gentleman that you had seen in San Marcos Square earlier. This is something rotting and fetid and disgusting. To you, Maggie, he looks as he always has.
1: Who is um, closest? Who, Maggie, and, uh, and this figure?
0: You had pulled Richard back. I would say technically Simon is closest, but there are now marching automatons between the two groups at this point. Unfortunately, because where Maggie went to and getting the leg, and the automatons marching towards the middle of the portion of this clock tower, there are effectively a line of creatures between you and, and her her and him
1: Simon Simon quick grab Miss Bellinger and and, and the the leg it looks like she has the leg before that thing gets to her
3: Simon's going to try to do that how close am I
0: you would have to squeeze between these automatons hope to not get potentially struck by one of them if if one of them means you ill and reach out for her it would be a move and then uh, basically a a brawl roll to grapple her up.
3: I don't think Simon can do that, unfortunately. I think Simon's going to try and grapple an automaton, try and disarm it of its weapon. Okay. One of the ones in the way, because I was needing a club earlier.
0: Certainly. So the closest one to you at that point would be given speed is death. Oh, Joey. So Death has a scythe, and the other one you could pick from would be the Turk, who is kind of to the left.
3: Okay. I will try. Grappling with Death for the scythe. Okay. That is a fail.
0: Okay. So he will... That is a 0, 5. So 0, 5, that's an impale for him. So maximum damage plus roll damage. I would like you to roll constitution. I'm going to deal you 8 points of damage, and you're going to roll con. 54 under 90. Okay, so 54 under 90. Um, So you don't take anything additionally from the con roll, so that's good but you do take the eight damage. You go to try to grapple up the closest automaton. uh, And as you turn for a moment, you realize the closest one really between you and and Maggie is death. And so you go head on into this fight against death. And the automaton moves way faster than you were expecting. Uh, It isn't a marionette. It isn't robotic in any form. It moves nice and fluid. And when it does, when you grab for its weapon, it steps back and then swings in a in a motion to to gut you across the stomach and rips your stomach open for eight damage, spilling blood and all sorts of human parts on the floor of the clock tower.
5: Um, Richard's not particularly happy seeing this. Um, no. Nope. How how close are these automatons together? less than their own height apart one of them or two of them maybe
0: I would say that given the spacing allowable uh, I would say that they are maybe a meter and a half or so cool give or take
5: so Richard's trying to come up with this cunning plan uh, again invoking physics because he likes physics um, so he knows that uh, the floor is fairly weak and these things are probably fairly heavy um, he's going to try and push one into another with the aim of trying to topple one through the floor, maybe two, if he's lucky. Okay, so you're going to
0: try to push them into the hole?
5: Y- well, yeah, or maybe push one into another
0: to uh, maybe okay. one will fall over and... Yeah, makes yeah, sense to me. Skittles. Yeah, the, there, there's a couple ways you could do that. So you could, if you wanted to go to the right hand side of where Simon is and effectively try to push death into the Turk Hmm. so that way they fall over together. Yep. Um, You could do that. You could given what you've seen from the death automaton you could decide to perhaps go after the one-legged soldier. He does carry a spear but it's likely he doesn't have very good balance as it is now what with half of his lower half uh, being with being with Maggie
5: if death is distracted I think Richard would want to push death into to okay
0: yeah I understand the idea yeah.
5: death has just given Simon a bit of a nasty cut so
0: mm-hmm. yeah yep. that's, what that's like. death will of course fight back as yes, death is want to do go ahead how how is Richard's fighting brawl exactly Well, kind of, I don't know, base really is probably how i describe it. I think it's fantastic.
5: Poor Richard is, um, you know, Maggie's clearly going to be taken away by some screaming void and death is trying to kill Simon. This is just just not on, really. Well, that wasn't quite a success, but I'm going to spend the two points of luck necessary to make it so.
0: Right. Yeah. Well done. Yes. You get the desired result, which is... Death is distracted, and that scythe, while very, very powerful... Is very unwieldy in trying to get it back around. So, you see the automaton change its stance... Because it sees you coming in. But it doesn't get around fast enough. And suddenly, your hands are on the front of the body... And you push as hard as you can into the Turk. And you do connect. So, I'd like you to roll D6... Or the two of them coming together. A, that's a six. All right. You push them together. You feel a little bit of the wood under your feet tremble as they kind of come together. And you also get the sense that the mechanics in this room are speeding up. Like the actual clock mechanics are speeding up. And you can see the gears beginning to move and shift in a much quicker fashion than you're used to. But they come together and the Turk pushes back on death as reactive. So they don't seem to be completely mindless. It seems to you, Uh, but you have cleared space, which is super important because to your right now within maybe a a few steps is Maggie, but also on the other side of that is this looming cloud of black that is continuing to sizzle and choke off the threads uh, that are around. So I'd like to give um, Mr. Fraser an opportunity here as he's seeing the break in this action go on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If he sees a chance to nip through whilst these, uh, these automatons are, are otherwise engaged, um, he will do so and, and attempt to... Well, he's going to have to throw um, decorum to the wind and grab Maggie around the waist and try and huckle her away from this thing that uh, does not have her best interests at heart, despite, uh, despite her um, her belief that he does.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a fighting brawl role. She's not going to be expecting it at all, so you'll be at advantage because you're going to essentially surprise her.
1: Okay, 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 then.
0: Doesn't mean she can't fight back. She can totally do that if she wants oh, to. I would imagine she can fight back or dodge or...
4: Yeah. That's exactly what she'll be doing.
0: Okay, here
1: we go okay um that is a hard success thanks to the bonus die that's uh, 16 under 36 all right
0: miss bellinger
4: i would like to dodge his attempt to nab me
0: just another man trying to get his arms around you
4: that is an 11 <laughs> under 42
0: Ooh. so they're both hard successes The dodge succeeds there, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you bet. Times go to the defender in that regard, as far as the the type of success that it is. You almost get your hands around her. Almost. And she very knowingly puts her foot in the ground and moves to the, the left side and almost rolls out of the way. You can tell she's in a bit of pain. The additional purple lights here on the automatons have really lit up the place. You don't have a problem seeing what's going on now.
1: Miss Ballinger, please, please, you must come away. I, I I, know you think that he's on your side, but he's not, I assure you.
4: I know you don't understand right now, Fraser, but everything's going to be fine. Go tend to Lady Elizabeth and Richard and Simon.
0: That's a fantastic idea. Speaking of, Lady Elizabeth, what is your size?
4: My size is 50.
0: Fantastic. So it's under 60, which is super helpful which means you're not required to make the extra special roll to get up here if that's what you want to do. So, would you like to go up the tiny little staircase that leads to the top of the clock tower?
2: Well, I wouldn't like to, but I'm going to.
0: Aha! There you are. Now you can see all of this craziness that's going on here. Oh, wow, the top here is purple. Why are these automatons moving around? What the hell is that thing over there? Why is there a hole in the floor?
2: Why are Simon's intestines all over the floor?
0: Correct. Now that you've breached this uh, plateau here, you do notice that there are several of these automatons moving around and um, they're going to begin waylaying your compatriots as uh, they haven't really gotten a good sight of you just yet. Not too far from where you're at when you come up from the stairway, you see a well-dressed angelic figure. The angel turns and turns into the air and you see them blow this, this trumpet. But when they do, The clock tower bell goes off. Since all of you are here, I'm going to make a trumpet roll, which is just so much fun to say. (laughs) Okay. Trumpet of the mic shall sound. That's correct. If you succeed, do we have to make a con roll? Actually, yes, you do. So go ahead and make a con roll. Fuck.
3: Uh, (laughs) Question. Those of us who are smart enough to put cloth in our ears...
0: Can be an advantage, yes.
2: Yay. Well... I got a 19 under 50 so hard success that's
0: good very good
1: I hate I hate to be that, that person but does Lady Elizabeth have to make a sanity roll when she sees what uh,
0: what's you know up what here? you're absolutely correct she should absolutely make a sanity roll for coming up here
2: okay. I think I'm the sanest one in the group at the moment I'm at 62 oh yeah 61 under 62 Oh, you
0: made it. Yeah, so... Lose one? Lose one.
4: I failed my con check. 83 over 45.
0: You drop like a rock. Would Maggie like to push her con roll?
4: Yes, Maggie wants to push her con roll. Okay, very of good.
0: Very good.
4: Maggie will, as it starts to go off, throw her hands up as fast as she can to try to block out some of that noise under 2245
3: I passed with a hard at 30 under 90
1: Okay. Uh, Richard got an extreme okay I don't think Fraser put any cloth in his ears because it d- didn't seem to be a, a particularly effective way of blocking sound just sticking some sticking some cloth in your ear So if if it had been wax or something like that, he would have done uh, it. He's got a decent con, so hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, That is a 19 out of... 19 under 85.
0: Okay, you stay up. You plug your ears as the trumpet sounds. All of you do. And when the angel blows the trumpet up, it resonates off the bell. And it's like three times as loud as a normal bell tower. And so you feel the sonic vibrations run their way down the tower. You also see the wood on the platform here take a bit of a a shake as well. You're not sure how long this platform is going to be in stable operation. Richard, getting pushed into is, is, is one thing, but... Being assaulted by a mathematics professor is certainly another. And Death is going to take some umbrage to this, as will the Turk. And so, having pushed Death out of the way in an attempt to, to get to Maggie, Death is going to take a swing at you, and the Turk is going to turn and take a swing at you as well. You, of course, are welcome to dodge, although I suppose you could fight back as well, that's fair.
5: Hmm. Mm. Let's
0: let's say Richard will fight back. Okay, yeah. it's like poker, isn't it? I'm thinking I have the winning hand here. I have a seven, sir. So death is going to impale again, as he is wont to do. rats <laughs> Yes, that was a hard success as well. I was I was really happy oh. with that one, but you should be happy with it. I totally agree. Um, so that's twelve damage you'll take. Oh dear! And then you'll make a con roll, and then we'll get to the Turk.
5: Hopefully, what will happen is Richard will collapse on the floor, and the Turk will just swipe in the air and not hit anything. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a that's a successful con
0: roll. That's fifty under sixty. Very good. That is certainly a con roll you want to make. The Turk. Um, so you could, if you'd like, like dodge as well. Obviously, you're going to be making a second dodge. So, mm, that didn't didn't happen. Okay. Well, what did happen is you took three more damage. Oh dear! You had zero. Mm. Hmm, wonderful. <laughs> uh, the scythe comes in, and instead of slicing across your stomach like it had done to Simon, you get penetrated parallel. It goes directly through your stomach, and then you feel you feel your body lift off the ground just slightly from the strength of the automaton, as this thing just crushes whatever inside of your guts. And then as it pulls the scythe out, you feel and see this scimitar blade from the Turk come across your face and you feel the connection onto the device and then you fall backwards. And so we'll continue. Lady Elizabeth. Yes? On the other side of the room, you hear, because the automatons are not quiet, (laughs) they're big lumbering automatons, that are bathed in essentially a purple glow. So there's really no way for them to hide their actions. Uh, You see one of these automatons come at you with a cudgel, like a club. And uh, it's going to attempt to pummel you.
2: I'm going to try to dodge, I guess.
0: It's probably a fantastic plan.
2: Yeah. Nope.
0: Uh, It missed missed two. So it it swings (laughs) at you and it goes high. You go low. However you are not the only one in peril at this point because there is a lion here and um, the lion is going to attempt to paw at Mr. Fraser. Bounds off of its moorings.
1: Mr. Fraser will try and dodge it. Yeah, as you
0: should. That's a fail for me.
1: I well, guess I'm still dodging anyway but I don't know you failed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yee.
1: Yep, that's a successful dodge. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: So this lion roars behind you and it it is a little too loud before it makes its attack and it gives you just a hair's breadth of moment to, to roll out of the way. The rustic lad and rustic lass are moving towards one another. Are these, um, what are these things made of? Are they metal or? No, 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 it looks like they're made out of wood and other bits. Okay.
1: Bolts and screws and that kind of thing. Pretty much.
0: So the rustic lag gets towards the center and you see him from, you know, his left arm repurpose a bow. And he pulls out an arrow from one of his side quiver here. His intention is going to be to shoot Maggie. She could dodge again if she likes.
4: She is feeling quite dodgy. (laughs)
0: Go right ahead.
4: Nagi does not dodge.
0: Okay. You get hit by this arrow. And when the arrow hits you, it shatters. It doesn't actually penetrate or do any significant hit point damage. But when it hits you, this massive cloud of dust goes off. And so I would like you to make me a power roll.
4: Can do. That is a 34 under 75.
0: Yeah, that's a hard success. So a well-needed one as well. We'll just say the um, amorous advances of this rustic ladder no no match for your powerful will. Clearly, you've no business or time for this automaton. All right, Simon, start us off. Things are getting a little bleak up here. The Professor is down and bleeding, and now all of these automatons seem to be popping up out of nowhere.
3: So the professor's down, and I'm assuming Death and the Turk are between me and him.
0: Yes. And between you and Maggie as well.
3: But their backs are to me now because they were focused on the professor, correct?
0: Yeah, they both went towards him.
3: And they are limbed in purple light, so I have a target.
0: Yeah, easily.
3: I'm going to pistol shoot the Death in the back. Sure. Sure. Unless it would be better for me to just... Can I shove him off the platform, down the tower?
0: You probably could. That would be a fighting brawl roll. I will do that. He knows you're there and he's attacked you. But he's engaged immediately with somebody else directly behind him. He had to turn. I think it's fair to give death... and I, I think that's funny to say. I think it's fair to give him at least an attempt to know that you're going to attempt to attack him. That is an 82, and so death does not see you coming.
3: Okay, so do I get a bonus?
0: You do. You are at advantage for this um, mm-hmm. attempt to no ticket him.
3: 650?
0: I would like you to roll strength to see the effectiveness of your throw. Now, Thank automatons you. are heavy, they're not light by mm-hmm. any means. You have an awful lot of strength. The automatons are about size 100, so that's what you're going to be trying to lift.
3: Right. It's, uh, he's bigger than I am, but not by one and a half times. So that's a 52 under 80.
0: Okay. The hand of fate's going to upgrade that to a hard success and you will have the inner strength to lift this automaton up and hurl it off the stage. And so death is out of the picture for the moment. You hear it fall all the way down. And you hear a great crash. And then an a immediate report of voices, Italian voices down below.
3: I don't have much sympathy for them.
0: No, neither does Miss Bellinger, whose action it is now.
4: I was crippled onto the ground, essentially, mm-hmm. with my leg pain. Yep. And the Comte is still near me.
0: Seemingly, yes.
4: I will reach out to him for help. I'm sure he understands my failing, you know, fleshy form currently. And um, I do want to leave with him. So hopefully he can take me away.
0: You see the Comte do something you were not expecting. He takes the slightest step back. He continues to urge you forward with his hand. You can make it. You're strong enough. Just keep coming. If you'd like to continue to do that, I'm going to have you make a power roll to overcome the pain.
4: Yeah. That would be a 16 under 75.
0: You find your feet and the will to move. And you move about half or so of your movement rate towards... The doors. You begin to breach those doors and follow the Comte out onto the balcony, where the automatons would normally walk. Richard, you're a little bit preoccupied with being unconscious, and so I think then at that point it would fall to. All right, sir, you're up. You've just seen um, Simon pitch death over the, the side of the rail here.
1: Yeah, Simon's quite a lot stronger than uh, than I am, um, and. Uh... I would imagine the lion is uh, still kind of at my throat. Bearing in mind there's been a huge crash and voices downstairs, uh, I don't think there's any chance that we're going to avoid detection by whoever's down there now. So he is going to see what uh, effect a, a lead bullet has on one of these things um, and pull out his uh, his Webley and point it at presumably point-blank range at this lion's head and pull the trigger. Alright,
0: have at it. Uh,
1: They're made of wood but they seem to be moving about so maybe he can strike a vital piece and break it if if it's not actually alive. uh, My... Firearms. Hmm. That is a 46 or a 46. And my handgun is only 34. So that is a fail.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um, It's a revolver, right? It's a revolver, yeah. Okay. Uh, A gunshot goes off in the clock tower. And so everyone's blood pressure spikes just a little bit. Except, of course, Richard, who's calm as calm could be. All right, Lady Elizabeth, let's say you.
2: So I've got this one with the cudgel in front of me. Hmm. Can I try and pull the cudgel away from it?
0: You probably could. I mean, you have cane in hand as well, so there's...
2: Well, I'm thinking the cudgel probably looks heftier than my walking stick, right?
0: Certainly. Your only concern would be that given the automaton size of 100... The cudgel is probably far heftier than you're familiar with using. Okay,
2: so if it's made of wood, then I'm just going to try and hit it hard enough in the head to do some damage to it, maybe splinter it a bit. I don't have any projectile weapons, just my stick. So,
0: okay, so you're you're gonna hit it with a cane?
2: That's what I got. Okay. It's too big for me to try and trip it up or anything, so.
0: Why don't you make me a spontaneous Cthulhu Mythos roll? Oh, God. (laughs) No. I am going to play an empowered hand of fate for you. Ooh. And I'm going to make that a success. Sweet. You rear back with your cane to wallop this assassin. It's really a last-ditch effort, the gunshots, the bleeding, it's becoming way too surreal. And you feel reality kind of tear a little bit at the edges, kind of like it did when you were on the train with some of the others. Something gets very thin here. It's not the air. It's the very presence of reality. And as it does, your fingers start to feel hot, just the tips of them. And as the cane comes forward, the front end of that phoenix explodes out in showers of red and orange and yellow. And there is this tremendous call of a bird. I'm going to have you roll 3d6. 13. Okay. So you're going to spend 13 points of magic. Okay. How much MP you got?
2: 14. Well, now one.
0: That's wonderful. For that, I'm going to convert those magic points into damage. Okay. So the automaton in front of you is obliterated. And when it obliterates... It does so in a massive bomb of fire that, that seems to go off at your at your epicenter. You feel it in your chest when it detonates. That bomb that goes outward engulfs the angel and lights the lion on fire right in front of you, Mister. And so now this flaming lion head that's staring at you is suddenly taken by a pain, by a force it does not understand. The very shocking thing for you is you see the automaton understand that it is burning alive. You see the revelation on its face of its own demise. I suppose I Make a sanity roll. Yes, sir. That, absolutely.
1: That is not a success. It is not quite a fumble, but it is 94 uh,
0: over 40. Well, it's only a d3, so... And that's two. So that's not too bad. The assassin is no more. The angel's wings are on fire and falling off their body. And it looks like the lion is in a very, very terrible state. And so, yeah, that's your action. You're not really sure how you did it, or what happened. But everything smells a little smoky.
2: I feel like without realizing it, when this magic power, whatever it was, went off, I started screaming almost, just like this burst of power. And I still don't know that I did it. Now just standing there watching the fire, very confused. But happy, because fire.
0: To those of you who are still conscious, or care... So that would be Simon, Mr. Fraser, and then Lady Elizabeth. The floor here now is uh, singed. And uh, there's fresh kindling being used. And so the clock tower here may have a couple of problems besides automatons now. But it does have less automatons, which is always a good thing. Maggie, you get the first touch of... Flesh on flesh with the Comte. And he takes you by the hand and easily leads you out onto the balcony overlooking the Grand Canal here in Venice. You hear the boom behind you, but it's immaterial. They'll figure it out. They always do. I have faith. He turns to you in his rather pleasant and, um, wraps somewhat mischievous countenance and says you've collected many portions of are you prepared to continue
4: collecting them yes of course all of them good it must be complete they they need to go they need to be together
0: they do all of them i will keep an eye on you as you go Every city, every stop. I will always be with you. Now, shall I escort you to the ground?
4: That would be uh, fantastic.
0: The two of you, his arm and yours, leap off the clock tower. Simon, things went from bad to worse in here, and it's hotter now.
3: I understand Uh, Simon is looking around as a, um, trying to make a quick assessment of the situation the Turk is still between me and the professor and how close are we to the stairs
0: well the stairs are behind you you had just thrown death off, you would have turned Mm -hmm. around after that because you knew the Turk would be behind you, he has not recovered enough to swing on you yet but Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to very shortly You're just a little faster than he is
3: do I have time to draw my combat blade to try and parry?
0: Sure. Absolutely.
3: Because what I'm going to try and do is parry or dodge um, this round. I'm, I'm not fighting back, uh, but okay. what I'm, I'm trying to do is inter move closer to the professor. So I'm stepping in to the Turks fighting art. So when I have a chance, I can get the professor and get off this platform before it collapses.
0: Okay, You pull the blade just in time as that scimitar comes in on you. So if you'd like to make a fighting back or parry roll, as it were, go right ahead.
3: 44 under 50.
0: He's got a hard success, so he's going to get through your guard.
3: Yeah, I don't want to exactly spend the luck. I'll, I'll let him get through. I've stepped in, though, so.
0: Yep. Absolutely. So that's eight damage. Okay. Uh, you get cut again, this time across the upper body. He gets through your guard, and that combat knife is as good as it is. The one you picked up in Lausanne, um, it is, well, it's it's not your trench knife. It's not the toothpick, unfortunately, and maybe that's, maybe it's just not hefty enough.
3: It's okay. I'll, um, I'll take it. The key thing is, is I now am in proximity to the professor, so.
0: Certainly. I mean, it's been paid for in blood, but absolutely.
3: That, and that's my action.
0: hmm That lion is going to tempt, anyway, head aflame as it is, to uh, take a bite out of you, <laughs> Mr. Fraser. Oh, I will try and dodge it. Eh. Did not succeed on my dodge. That's quite all right, sir, because the lion fumbled. Oh, good. And so it goes for you, and when it does, it slips down a very recently made hole in the floor, and um, the flaming lion um, falls all the way down to a, a great clatter and um, to additional screaming. Fraser, what kind of
1: stumble back in, a, in an attempt to get out of its way see it um crash through the floor and tumble down through the clock tower peer down after it for a moment um and then looking around notice that Maggie is disappearing through the uh, the doorway uh, onto the outside uh, and uh, that's where his attention has been drawn and uh, that's his that's gonna be his focus when he gets a chance to do something
0: Need which he
1: gets go right ahead oh right okay um yes he's gonna um scramble after her and uh, attempt to, to rescue her from the clutches of the evil Comte.
0: You hit the outer balcony. You get past Simon's uh, face-off with this uh, scimitar-wielding Turk and you head out the small doors and you see Maggie and the Comte arm-in-arm effectively begin to leap off the balcony.
1: I think if if I get a chance to try and Crabber before they go off the edge, then he's gonna he's gonna go for it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's too late or not.
0: I think you have a single opportunity. Okay, so what would you like me to do then? Uh, fighting Brawl or Dex or? I think that it can't be Fighting Brawl because I think that it's too immediate of a decision. I think Dex is where it has to be.
1: Okay, well that's good because my Dex is a lot better than my Fighting Brawl.
0: <laughs> that was not the intention, of course. <laughs> It just seemed to me that Dex would be a little bit more of a... Yep, I'm just going to
1: basically just try and grab grab her clothes, grab her arm, whatever I can get hold of and prevent her from going over the edge because God knows where he's taking her. That is a fail. All right. However, if mm-hmm. if necessary, I am prepared to, uh, to push the roll and I think if that's allowed, the way I'll do that Is I will grab hold of one of the uh, arms of the clock, maybe the minute hand, if it's close enough to grab hold of, and use that to be able to lean just that little bit further out over the edge and give me that 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 that, you know six inches foot or whatever extra stretch to be able to um, get hold of the. the, the, um, the, the, the dress, the piece of material that's just fluttering just at my end, end of my fingertips.
0: Certainly. I will, as your keeper, remind you that failed push rolls uh, do mean a rather terrible end, usually. Oh, I'm well aware of that, but I'm not going to fail my push roll. Very well, sir.
1: Zero five. Get that up, ye county fenelik.
0: <laughs> Maggie, you leap off with the count. Arm in arm. And suddenly there is a, a rather violent jerking sensation that your body goes through as you are ripped away from the Comte.
4: Oh, you son of a bitch racer.
0: And you see him fall off the tower. You see his form turn to you and look up. And you see a wide and almost mischievous grin cross his face as the very last vestiges of his form fall and fall and suddenly he becomes a cloud of mist
1: don't worry Miss Bellinger I've got you
4: I would have been fine Fraser he was going to take me down there now I have to walk down all those dreadful stairs again
1: come on come on let's get you into safety
4: it's dark in there. There's so many stairs.
1: I think at this point, he's just ignoring whatever she says because she's clearly lost it. She's, she's besotted. He's cast some sort of uh, dark magic over her.
0: The two of you re-enter the clock tower to it being smoldering now. The wood here, all of the fire. Um, you're kind of coming out of it a little bit, this this feeling of euphoria almost, this rush of, of power uh, that you've experienced, Lady Elizabeth. Um, and you suddenly feel... Very, very hungry to do that again. Whatever that was, you need to figure out how that happened again. You don't know if you have the inner strength to do it right now, um, because that portion of your body, much like when you were doing engravings with um, Miss O'Shea uh, on the dream train, that, that part of you feels just completely exhausted. But you start hearing the Italian word for fire on the staircase and the torchlights that are down there, you see are beginning to move in a different direction. Now the bottom of the, the tower now has multiple autom- size, hundred automatons at it now. And several of them have sparked a fire.
2: Are there still any automatons up here? There was the angel, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yep. The angel and- is essentially on their knees. Their wings have been burned off. And they are looking out over the Grand Canal and they're smoldering. Essentially, they, they don't have their, their trumpet is laying at, at their feet. They almost seem broken internally.
2: And the rustic glass, was that the other one still up here?
0: Rustic Lass and Rustic Lad are near the top of these uh, portions and they've kind of paired off. You can tell that the Rustic Lad and the Rustic Lass, just from where the positions were originally, they were never, it doesn't seem like they were intended to meet. And so now that they're broken free of the moorings, they're standing by one another and they don't seem to be taking any aggressive action toward anyone. They're just together.
2: Well, if the angel just looks broken and doesn't seem to be hostile at the moment. I'm just going to cautiously go over to it, examine it.
0: Well, it's not to say that there are no combatants by that mean, and that would be the Turk.
2: I'm going to kick the
0: trumpet out of the way. Okay. Fair enough. You kick the trumpet out of the way.
2: Just so it can't do that again.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Simon, you have not uh, perished by any means, and your eyes do pick up that just beyond the Turk coming back in through the small doorway is uh, Mr. Fraser with Maggie in incomplete in tow.
3: So it looks like the only combatants we have left are the Turk and the one-legged soldier.
0: Yeah, the one-legged soldier has been fairly ineffective. <laughs> you know, the, he's been basically hopping around uh, but because he's size 100 on one leg he's having to use his spear to, to keep himself propped up right
3: okay I'm gonna try and fight the Turk pushing it towards the edge okay I'm not guaranteed that I'm gonna get it over I don't have surprise on it but I'm trying to push it back up to where it has no no movement back beyond falling okay and I'm gonna strike it too of course certainly okay that is a miss so I'm gonna push the roll
0: Okay. Push the ball.
3: 47 under
0: 50. Ooh. You do connect on the push, so go ahead and roll damage.
3: All right, and that's with the blade. Four points plus strength bonus. Yep.
0: Of three is seven. Okay. Yeah, you give the Turk a good whack with... Uh, with the knife. Probably just as good as you got. So that's something. Um, So that would be the Turk's turn. And so he will attempt to um, whack you right back. If you would care to dodge or fight back.
3: I will dodge. 45 under 50.
0: You dodge successfully. Uh, Another vicious chop from this scimitar. Fraser and Maggie, you're going to encounter this melee with the Turk as you come back in. You have the ability to get around it. Are you attempting to circumnavigate that with her? That is my plan, yes. I just want to get her down uh,
1: down the stairs before this whole place falls to bits or uh, it becomes too engulfed in fire to uh, prevent our exit.
4: Oh, I could have been down on the ground, but now I'm in a fire.
1: Come on, Miss Ballinger.
4: Maggie's walking towards the stairs. In her annoyed state.
0: Okay. That's it. That's the way. Alright. Um, so I would just leave it to you then, Lady Elizabeth. Are you doing anything to get in or to assist Simon in any way? Or are you staying put or what's what's your plan here? You can you can see that the platform is definitely beginning to overall shake up here, and you're not sure those gears look completely aligned anymore.
2: I think my best bet is to head start heading downstairs because if I can't let off any more fire, I don't feel like I have the strength to do that. Well, it's not like I can carry Richard. And if Simon's worried about someone else getting in the way of of a blow, then that's distracting him. So it's probably best if I move towards the stairs.
0: Um, You didn't move terribly far. So getting to the stairs You'll, you'll kind of come right into line with Fraser and, and Maggie, for that matter. A does, very frustrated... Does
1: sculpture. Simon look as though uh, he is in a position where he, he's able to um, uh, get the Professor up on his feet or carry him and get him out of the way, or is, or is he in the, in, in the middle of
0: combat and unable to do so? He is in the middle of combat. He is standing, in effect either over or between the Turk and the professor's body. And he is bleeding buckets just all over the place from all these wounds. Uh, he does not look like he is in a good way.
1: Your, your ladyship, uh, if you wouldn't mind escorting Miss Ballinger uh, down the stairs here, uh, I think uh, Mr. Griffith may need my assistance.
2: Absolutely, Mr. Fraser. My eyes are alight, almost literally with the reflection of the fire, just look very pleased and a bit energized. Thank you, Helen. I'm also thinking in the back of my head, how can I repeat this trick?
1: Thank you, Ladyship. I'll be with you momentarily.
4: Come along, Miss Bellinger. He needs no encouragement. <laughs> she is already walking for the stairs.
0: Yeah. The stairs down the two of you, as you begin to take them, you start seeing the, the true issue at heart here. And that is that embers from the fallen automatons, these flaming... Um, size 100 creatures that have now collected at the bottom that fire has gotten into the support beams for the staircase and the clock tower is beginning to burn from the inside
4: oops I'm starting to believe Comte had my best interests at heart and that Mr. Fraser in fact does not miss trying to kill me
2: I'm quite certain he wasn't trying to kill you I am however quite certain also that the Comte does not have your best interests at heart Miss Bellinger
4: Potato, potato. Regardless, we can argue about it once we get off these ablaze stairs. Maggie will muse to herself out loud. I wonder if I could float down without him.
0: Of course you could if you just put your mind to it. <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> we'll keep the camera with uh, Fraser in this moment. So you turn, sir, and you notice that your uh, compatriot is in, in a in a worse state than you'd hoped to find him. He's taken several... Wounds. Simon,
1: grab the professor there and, and, and get him out of here. I'll, I'll deal with this thing. You're badly wounded. Come on, no time to argue. Not arguing. I ain't turning my
3: back on it, though. You better step in and draw its attention first.
1: That's, that is my intention.
3: I, I'm preparing if I have to parry or dodge again, I can. Mm-hmm. Um, if, it's, if the Turk is not distracted by Jim. And then... I will get the professor and make a move.
0: I would leave it to the aforementioned Jim. Leave it to Jim. (laughs) What would you be doing to distract the Turk or to pull its attention away so Simon could make his break? Punching it in the face, of course. That's fair. Go ahead, sir. Swing away, as it were. All righty.
1: Yeah, I think actually, I think rather than rather than punching it, um, uh, I'm going to just try and jump on it because even if I don't succeed in my fighting brawl attempt, at least I will have interposed myself between uh, it and Simon. Agreed. So I'll try and wrestle it to the ground in a manly fashion. And that's a 14, which is a hard success
0: on my Ooh. fighting brawl, which I did not expect. That's a fail from the automaton, so mm-hmm. it it lifts its, its left arm to swing the scimitar down, and you get... You basically get your arm hooked under that under his left arm, and you're able to take it off its moorings, it's off its balance, and you're able to roll it onto the ground. Basically, in effect, like a judo throw, to, to push it out of the way before it can do any more damage to Simon. This Thanks. gives Mister Griffith the opportunity, if he wants, to bundle the professor up at least and begin making his way off.
3: Absolutely. What's the professor's size?
1: Fifty-five. Yeah, like I said, tiny.
0: I have
3: a, have a strength of 80. He's 55. My size is 70, so I should be able to just... It's not going to require a roll. And I'm down two courts, but that's besides
0: the point. You, you are. um. So you, you pick up the professor and you swaddle him close and you make your way towards the railing, towards the staircase that moves back downstairs, leaving Mr. Fraser to deal with the Turk well well, that's nobody's business right <laughs> correct uh, the Turk stands back up size 100 and, and seems to try to, to get its balance under it again and you kind of see this complex movement of pins and me- mechanical parts under its body you see you kind of see in the, in the inside of these automatons they're complex machines. You see it spin up its arm and its wrist turn, so that way it has a good grab of the scimitar again. Yikes! And you, you can see that Simon's nicked it, but it has to—it has to take its action to kind of prepare itself.
1: Okay. Um, well, if I have an opportunity to
0: to take an action before it does, I'm running away. <laughs> yeah, it's going to chase you down. Unfortunately for this automaton, it is not, they're not, while well, they might be big and they might be powerful, they are not fast. And so you see it and hear it coming behind you, coming up behind you as you make your way back to the stairs, and you're kind of hustling Simon and, and the bundled professor down. Also, I'm aware
1: that this part of the stairs is very narrow, and even I, and I'm not huge, I'm, you know, I'm a fairly big guy, but I'm not huge, even I have to squeeze through it. So this thing is massive. It's going to have a hell of a job following me. And the floor underneath it is on fire.
0: Yep. The three of you follow Maggie and Lady Elizabeth down the stairs. And even her verbal protests continue. (laughs) Four flights down. But continuing back up are flames from these burning automatons. And as you get near the second floor... You feel the staircase under you get real liquid, Lady Elizabeth. It really starts to shift back and forth.
2: I don't like it when you say that wood feels like liquid. That does not sound good.
0: I mean, it's not. So, I'm doing my part. There's a huge clank. A metallic sound from upstairs. This metal-on-metal grinding, And there's a horrifying loud crash from upstairs and a huge cog of the clock begins falling down the clock tower. And so I'm going to call for a glue luck roll. So whomever has the lowest luck draw luck for me
2: of all five of us.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damn it. Charles, you're up. <laughs> what we're going to determine is would this gear potentially hit the side of the staircase that you're on? I have faith in you. Of course it is. So do I. Just tell me what the roll is.
3: Three. Okay.
0: The impact of this massive gear happens on the far side of the staircase. And it, you having not just been on that set of stairs, but moments ago, watched them completely collapse as a gear ten feet in diameter, tumbles down the clock tower. Along with it Turkish flavored automaton crashing into the base of the Ritsanyani clock tower. The group exits the clock tower. Where are you headed?
1: Well, I think the first first thing because um, are we aware? where we've heard the voices downstairs, haven't we? We're we're all aware that there's um, Mm-hmm. I think um, certainly my first instinct is to, is to as soon as we come to the door of the, of the clock tower um, is to check what's out there before we're just running out um, because we might be running out into several armed men pointing their weapons at us
0: yeah okay so you do a little just a slight bit of war scouting uh, it looks like that people are calling for buckets they believe the clock tower is on fire
2: I wonder why.
0: A little Sparky, why don't you tell us? Quick, we should be able to. Uh, we should be able to slip
1: out in the in the confusion um, without causing too much, uh, drawing too much
0: attention to ourselves. Okay. Is, uh, are we people following Fraser's lead on this? Yes, Miss Ballinger. Yeah. Okay.
3: Simon is copiously bleeding and carrying mm. an unconscious, bleeding professor. I think he's going to let someone else take the lead.
0: That's fair,
1: Simon. I'll I'll, I'll take the the, the professor, or, or you can lean on me. Whatever whatever's easiest for you. We need to move faster. Simon's
3: not really saying anything, but he's not handing over the professor. He's like in a hyper focus right now to just get out of there.
0: So, is your intention to head back to the hotel then?
2: Well, we don't have time to, for a hospital stay in in Venice so we can have Paul stitch them up and then we need to get on a train out of here
0: <laughs> <laughs> very well so the group does it's best to pick it's way through the mostly empty streets of Venice They take the overland route which isn't too hard given the fact that they're on the same plot of land that their hotel is on but all the while people of Venice are calling pleading for something to end the plague, for something to end the troubles of Venice, and no one is left to listen. We'll call this session to a close here, and when we pick up next week, we'll find out just how many stitches some of them need. Thank you, and good night.